you know, everybody can put on masks and we can put on shields and we can stay six feet apart. Just take an extra minute and listen to what somebody needs. Listen to what somebody is asking you for and how you can help them. Dealers are at a precipice. The latest crisis around the COVID-19 pandemic has pushed their business to the edge. And this is after a years-long downward trend in margins. The cumulative effect of this onslaught has brought many dealers to a dark place where they're losing hope. Dealers will only make it through to the light at the end of the tunnel by learning from the challenges and sharing in the successes of those who truly understand what it takes to survive in this industry. I'm Alex Vetter, and this is Unscheduled Maintenance where we hear stories from the brave, audacious, and creative dealers that keep our industry moving forward. Hey there, this is Paul J. Daly, and welcome back to Unscheduled Maintenance. You might remember me as the guest host from episode one. Now, Alex would normally be introing this episode, but as you know, he's the CEO of a publicly traded company, and it's earnings season, and we couldn't quite get the schedule to line up. Alex has been so busy over the last few weeks, you know, lobbying Congress and fighting for dealers, and now he's hard at work for cars. So joining the podcast this week is Steve Stacy, Director of E-Commerce at the Taylor Automotive Family in Illinois. He's gained a lot of experience in the auto industry over the last 20 plus years, and in today's interview, Steve shares his experience being on the ground at the 2008 Chicago Auto Show right on the cusp of the last big economic downturn. Steve learned some great lessons, and the wisdom he gained from coming out of that collapse informs his perspective today. Especially insightful is why he's optimistic about dealers coming out of the COVID pandemic stronger than ever, and he offers some great advice to dealers looking to not just survive, but thrive. Joining Steve today will be Fred Lee, CAR's Chief Technology Officer, Fred is a guy who understands how to mold innovation into reality. He's led the tech transformation at Cars since joining the company in 2018. And before joining Cars, Fred held the CTO role at Belly, one of the many startups doing impressive things in the Chicago tech scene. Seeing as Steve runs his operations with the ingenuity of a startup leader, Alex thought these two would make a great pairing for today's episode. But enough from me, let's drop into the interview. I'm excited to be here with Steve, our guest. So let's get into like, just like quick as an intro, like tell us a little bit about your your career, your path, you're, you're a veteran in the automotive world. Tell us about that. Sure, so I, I've been in the automotive space here for uh, close to going on 20 years. Um, out of high school, I actually uh, worked for a graphics company uh, doing graphics for you know vehicles, buses, trucks, and uh, at the same time, uh, on the side, I did graphics for um, kind of an underground race scene here in the early 2000s. Uh, I had the south side of Chicago. There's a lot of folks um, with custom vehicles wanted graphics, so I did that. So like graphics on the cars? Is that what you're talking about? Graphics on the cars, yeah. Yeah, nice. Okay. That moved me over into uh, into like a dealer space, and I actually started doing work for a couple of different dealers, doing some marketing for them, uh, doing some web website development, and uh, that kind of turned into... A dealership that was uh, pre-owned uh, brought me on board to, um, you know, as they were switching over from being a pre-owned store to a new store, uh, it was great. I helped facilitate that, and uh, I learned that I had a passion for selling cars. If 20 years, if you've been in the industry for 20 years, you kind of map almost directly with the existence of Cars.com because 
cars.com has been around for like maybe almost exactly the same. So that's, that's awesome. Absolutely. Well, I mean, as we all know, like we're, we're in some unprecedented times right now and, and dealers across the country are, are dealing with this, uh, with, with COVID and, and, and the entire world. But, but this isn't the first time for you where something similar has happened. Let's talk a little bit about that. What was that like? Well, you know, I always keep going back to 2008 and everybody talks about, you know, the economic downturn that happened then. And uh, I actually was working at the Chicago Auto Show, which is the largest auto show in the United States. Um, and working there when it happened, it was funny because it actually really start, started to happen right around Valentine's Day when that when that happens in, in Chicago at McCormick Place. And uh, we've seen, you know, so many dealers, so many so many dealers decide that uh, it just wasn't viable for them. And, and a lot of dealers, you know, closed up shop. They they you know couldn't couldn't weather the storm, as it were, and they weren't willing to make the changes in their dealership to. Uh, to, to get it through, but the dealerships that did, the ones that um, that you know utilized the, the programs that the United States put forth, um, you know, such as the Cash for Clunkers program that came out, uh, a lot of the, the different manufacturers did did what they're doing now, very similar. They did you know deep deep incentives, you know, zero percent financing for a number of months. Um, by the banks were buying a lot deeper. The banks were willing to actually, as the housing market turned bad. The automotive market turned turned good, and people you know that had you know credit that wasn't even the best were actually getting purchased, uh, you know their loans on their vehicles getting purchased down to you know in the five hundreds and six hundreds for credit scores, FICO scores. How is the current situation with with COVID nineteen similar or different to what you experienced in in oh eight? Well, I, I would say, like I said, very similar is that uh, you know everybody knows that this is going to be a little bit, you know, it's going to be you know, 60, 90, 120 days. So that offset deferred payment programs that were utilized back then in 2008 are really coming back around. Uh, not not only that, you know, when you had the cash for conference program, you had people that were, you know, we had limited resources as far as the number of vehicles to go around, right? So people were driving from states away to try and get that last, you know, that last vehicle with that certain, certain color or that certain option package. You know, dealerships were leveraging what they had in stock. You know, at that time, the dealerships, they sold more cars during the cash for pumper program in 2008 than they did, you know, moving forward for, for a couple months. You know, so, you know, all those things, you know, uh, you know, buyers outside your local primary selling area, uh, advertising to them, that, that's all part of this. Yeah. I mean, you know, for it's interesting because for, for what it's worth um, uh, on the cars.com side, we are seeing... Um, traffic uh largely you know i mean of course there's a bit of a downturn but largely maintained and, and if not like kind of kind of surprising us um the, the the type of traffic that's happening the amount of leads that are being submitted and things like that so even in the, even in the midst of all of this yeah you know one of the things that i like to talk about real quick is uh looking at data you know, I get a chance to, as the e-commerce director, to look at all the data uh, in the background going on, not just on, you know, the third-party vendor sites like cars.com, but also as they drive traffic to our website. And those Google Analytics uh, really do paint a picture to see how people are, you know, being that they are quarantined at home, seeing what their, how their patterns have changed. People are online a lot more during the day now instead of, you know, the hours that people are online to, on our website. Have really changed their online shopping during the day but now we're seeing people shopping in the midday we're seeing people shopping late at night and seeing those analytics how they changed 
people are there's less traffic being driven to the site from from third party vendors. A lot more organic searches, and there's also um, the time on site has increased a lot. So people have more time on their hands now that they're in quarantine. They're spending more time on the site. They're looking at the vehicles a little more, you know, intently. And that's another thing as a dealer. Dealer, we have to think about to making sure that we're merchandising our vehicles as possible as well as we can, making sure we have enough pictures. And the descriptions on those vehicles are, are more accurate now than ever because their people are, have a little extra time to scrutinize it. So before they put in a lead, making sure that we're doing everything we can to sell that car online in a way that, that works for them. We're seeing similar trends in, uh, we'll call it site traffic, uh, buyer car buyer sessions, um, lead submissions, things like that. It's a little different because cars.com is a third-party marketplace. Um, but we are definitely seeing... Um, uh, in some cases, straight up uh, week over week uh, increases. Uh, in other cases, uh, uh, I guess relative improvements to previous weeks. You know, prior to the, the call, you were talking a little bit about uh, some things that you are, are doing to to overcome uh, the things that have been happening with COVID nineteen, and and I think like mobile utility vans came up. Let, can you tell tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, yeah. Well, well one of the things that we did here. We have two two great hospitals by us, uh, St. Mary's and Riverside, down here in the Bradley Bourbonnet, Illinois space. And uh, one of the nurses had stopped by and she said, is there any way you can get me in and out in like an hour from an oil change? I really need to get back to work at the hospital. And we said, wow, you know, we, we've had more than one person now that works in healthcare come through and really needed, you know, needed their time back uh, you know, to service the vehicle. So we actually came up, we, you know, me and the owner here, Mr. Jim Croswell, came up with a great idea, and that was to get our mobile service van together, which is, you know, a, a couple guys with the van with all the parts and all the, all the, you know, tools and filters and everything they need to service vehicles. And we brought that vehicle to Riverside, to St. Mary's, and did the oil changes on site. And, uh, you know, the, the healthcare workers, it, it, we did them for them, you know, gratis. We did them for free. So they really, really liked, you know, that, that for us, you know, they really thanked us for that. And it's just, you know, another way we can give back to the community. I know everybody right now is, you know, diving deep. They, they can spend the time, you know, making masks and, and you know, face shields and all, the, and all this from, you know, the manufacturers. How can we at this level give back? And that's that's one way that we can give back is, is doing the mobile service uh, for, the, for the folks working on the front lines. A lot of a lot of people don't realize how much a part of the community the local dealerships are, right? And I think that's just a great example. It's amazing how much that you and your your dealerships have just embraced that so quickly. Can you can you get into a little bit more about like like what you know what did that take? You know how long was that? You know, uh, kind of mobilizing everything for a utility van, how to do all that. I mean, like it, all, everything has happened so quickly for for everybody in the world. Yeah, you know, as as we've seen it coming, I, I I don't like to see you know there's no Nostradamus effect, but as we've seen it coming, and as we've seen you know them starting to put lockdowns and put measures in place, uh, we initially first of all thought about our customers, thought about if these folks are not going to be able to, not going to be able to work, um, how how can they, what can we do to help, and how can they you know make their next car payment do that? So one of the things that the, the lenders did right away. And the manufacturers did. The manufacturers put out their uh, no payments for 90 days. And then, you know, some manufacturers are making the first three payments. So that's six months without making a car payment. And that really helps some people. But not only that, a lot of folks, you know, if they're getting to the point where they wanted to buy a new car anyway, usually the, the cash back rebates 
uh, go towards the purchase of the car, right? They take off, you know, $3,000, $4,000, $5,000 off the price of the car. Well, some people are cash flow negative right now. And so if they can, if, if purchasing a vehicle for six months, no payments, and then instead of taking that money and applying it to the, to the vehicle, they can get a, ca- you know, a, a cashier's check back for the purchase of the car on that cash back rebate. Three thousand, four thousand dollars. That may be enough to float them to where they, when they get back to work, they're going to be in a better spot. So, utilizing that almost as like a, a small loan for buying a car, you know, it's, it puts some people in a very good space. Put it, put it so that they can still, you know, maintain their homes, maintain their families, you know, pay for the groceries and everything they need to get through this. And uh, you know, on the other side, in, in four or five months go to a regular payment, you know, on, on their vehicle and be in a good place. That, that's amazing. You know, I'll be honest. I didn't know that that last thing that you mentioned was actually an option out there. So I'm learning something on this call. Yeah, that was one of the first options we put right up on our website was that, uh, you know, people can can get that cash back because it's cash flow and people need that right now. If there is one positive that has come out of the COVID-19 crisis, it's how strongly dealers have risen to the challenge of moving the car buying experience online on behalf of all homebound consumers. Cars is here to help dealerships in this transition. Offerings like home delivery and virtual appointment badges, the Conversations chat tool, and the online shopper digital retailing suite help dealers transform their businesses to serve customers better. Visit growwithcars.com to learn more about how cars helps dealers sell. So, um, as you know, I'm, I'm the technology guy, so I, I got to talk a little bit about technology with you. So, what, what are how's technology uh, kind of helping you and, and your dealerships, and, and how's it being deployed? Uh, we have been utilizing virtual walkarounds with customers. Uh, even before this started, but now so more than ever, especially with used vehicles, you know, we have inquiries that come from us from, you know, m- hundreds of miles away. We, uh, we have here at our dealership, we do a lot of upgrades and custom modifications to vehicles. Uh, right now, we just received two brand new uh, 2020 Dodge Challengers that uh, they don't make the Dodge Challenger in a convertible, but we do. So we have two convertible Dodge Challengers here and uh, people want to see what that's all about. So being able to take the phone and put it on, you know, either FaceTime or Messenger through Facebook and really walk around with that video and show people all, all the details and intricacies of those of those customizations. And also with used cars, you know, people want to see, you know, is, is there a little rust in the underbody? Is there, you know, how is the wear and tear on the interior of the vehicle? If the vehicle is, you know, three to five years old. These are all things that we can do with video now that people are really liking. What has been the most difficult situation you've had to deal with, whether it be professionally or personally since COVID-19 has started? Well, you know, I, I've had two issues. Um, you know, where where I co- come to work every day, uh, I actually get a chance to, li- to pass by my mom and dad's house every day. And uh, since I've been working at this dealership, it's been, uh, it's been quite trying because, you know, on occasion, I would say two to three times a week, I would just have a chance to stop by and see my mom and dad. Uh, my dad's uh, in his 70s. My mom's, uh, you know, in her, in her late 60s, and they both have, you know, health problems. Uh, being that I interact with, you know, people here at the dealership, I, I can't really take the risk uh, to bring, 
you know, anything with me, if it's on my clothes or anything to visit them. And so, you know, driving past their house every day, uh, I, I call them and I, they come out on the porch and they wave and I wave. And, uh, you know, that's that closeness, but togetherness has kept me going a little bit, uh, professionally. Um, you know, it's, I've seen quite a number of people here at the dealership that are no longer working with us. And, uh, it's been quite trying, you know, you have those, those people who you can always rely on here at the dealership, you know, those rocks, the ones that really get it done as far as salespeople and sales managers go. And some of them had had, have had to take some time off because they either have, you know, issues with their health where they can't take the risk to be here, or they've had, you know, family members that they need to be there for and they can't be working. Yeah. So I, I feel like I can, I have a similar situation where, uh, with my parents where, um, they uh, so they live like in the Indianapolis area, and um, uh, and so being so far away from them, just worried about like uh, what could, what could happen and and things like that, and and even so much just trying to figure out like maybe I should bring them over, uh, have them stay with us for for the month or two that this is going on, and and ultimately deciding you know that it's too risky and 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 all that. So I feel like I feel like a lot of us are, are dealing with things like that. If you could say one thing to every dealer listening, you know, as if you're just kind of with them, you know, what, what would it be? How, how would you kind of give advice, help them get through this tough time? I mean, what would you say? I would say, listen to the people who are on the front lines of this and ask them what they need. Because if you if you really get down to the basics of it, we, we're all trying to stay safe and we're all trying to still do business. So helping everybody maintain, you know, a, a safe feeling inside, you know, everybody can put on masks and we can put on shields and we can stay six feet apart, but really asking, you know, this is not just something that's external. People need to realize it's internal people's fears and people's, you know, a, a confusion over the whole situation, really taking an extra minute to listen to people and see what they really need and what their, what their needs and wants are. That, that's what I would say to people is that just take an extra minute and listen to what somebody needs. Listen to what somebody is asking you for and how you can help them. Really, really great advice. I mean, I, I tell my team just be kind, right? And just empathetic. You know, this is just a unique circumstance for everybody. Hey, listen, Steve, uh, I just want to thank you for your generosity and your time that you provided for us here and just really enjoyed this. Well, thank you. Hope I give a little bit of insight into, uh, you know, like I said, how we're getting through it and what we're doing. And, uh, you know, any information, uh, you know, anybody needs about our local area, how you can help, how the different healthcare workers, you know, can, can get in touch with us uh, about any service at, at St. Mary's or Riverside. You know, if they hear this or anybody, you know, wants to know any more about that, feel free to contact me as well. What a practical and inspiring conversation. And I think that every dealer listening can take something away from the conversation between Steve and Fred. And I want to say thanks to both of them for the great talk. I know things are developing super quick right now. And many of you who have experienced closings are either reopening or about to do so. And I think sharing in the optimism of Steve is an excellent way for us all to stay motivated and come out stronger than ever. So I've seen the upcoming agenda and I got to say, personally, I'm excited. Next week, we're looking forward to hosting Angela Zepeda, the CMO of Hyundai Motor America. Yes, you heard that right. It's going to be an awesome conversation. Again, 
This is Paul J. Daly sitting in for Alex Vetter, who's out there working hard for every dealer in this country. And this was unscheduled maintenance.